Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 11.04 on your Wednesday morning. Brady Goodman from 99.7 The Point is in studio. Mike Wickett, I believe as we speak, is flying between Milwaukee and Detroit. Mm. Yes, you uh, are probably having a better summer vacation than although he's having a good time, which is which is nice. He'll be back Monday. Uh, Brady's here again, headed for a high of 98 degrees today. I guess we cool off to the low 90s tomorrow, so just be careful if you're out there today. Uh, coming up a little bit later in the show, we'll get to a story out of Lee Summit. A woman who is in a wheelchair who goes into a nail salon and will explain her experience. And she says she was discriminated against. And that was why she didn't get the services she wanted. The nail salon says it was a language barrier, a miscommunication. We'll tell you the story and see where you come down coming up a little bit later. Sometimes people will recall uh, over on uh, 99.7 The Point Mm -hmm. asking for songs we don't play. And I'll go, huh, what? Oh, you're. Your phone's cutting out. Call back. Yes. So something like that. Some, yeah. Yeah. If they're smart. That's a good move. We're also going to let you at some point, Brady, geek out on technology. Yeah. Hey. If you would like to today. And hey. Jay's here. Hey. You're, you're Brady, you're one of your kids is on the phone. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah. Perfect. She just, just, just wanted you to know. Yeah. She okay, just good. called. I'm yeah. probably in trouble. I was really nice to her. She's going to wait. Okay, love it. Good. Does this she have anywhere be to be or does she have a second? Yes. I know she's got a busy social calendar. Actually, uh, evidently, they're doing a lemonade stand. So we're interrupting oh. that. Wow. The free market is calling her. You might have to pay her a little bit for the yeah, time we took okay, her away from the lemonade fair. stand. They, they still allow that in the burbs? Yeah, they do. That's where it's at. You need <laughs> one nice customer. Way South Johnson County, now where you Way are? South. Yes. We need one $20 bill to fall out of somebody's pocket. And we're good. <laughs> Just accidentally. Yes. So we'll get to that coming up uh, also in the next hour. The reason that we're going to have to redraw maps. Like literally your globe is no longer accurate because of something that happened overnight. We'll get to that coming up later as well. But the reason your daughter is on the phone, and we'd love to hear from you on the phone as well, 5767798 or 22980. Attorney General Jeff Sessions wants to bring back DARE, the anti-drug program. He gave a speech yesterday to a training conference for DARE uh, in North Texas and explained why he thinks DARE should come back. Uh, We'll read to you some of the comments that he made, and then I'll give you some facts that will counter everything he said. But I'd love to know from you, do your kids still take DARE? Do you remember when you took it? And anecdotally, based on your own experience, did you find DARE to be effective? Was it memorable? Did it do anything to dissuade you or your kids from using drugs? Let's talk to... The source. All right. So tell us tell us who we have on the phone. So uh, this is my daughter. She is nine. Bridgen, are you there? Yeah. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Okay. So we're going to talk to you real quick and then let you get back to the lemonade stand. Okay. What are you pricing these cups of lemonade at, by the way? How much $1. for one cup? One dollar a cup. That's not bad. How are you doing so far? Not very good. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. So listen... Tell us about the D.A.R.E. program over at Belinder. Um, what was the officer's name? Officer Wolf. Officer Wolf. Okay. And he he had a car, right, that he would show up in? Yeah. It was a PT Cruiser, I believe. Now, Bridgen, talk to us about how often he showed up, and then when he was there, would it be in just your classroom or, like, bigger settings? Um, he, come, he came 
the whole school year and came on every Tuesday. Okay, so and, once a week. Yes, and um, he um, it was just one class at a time. Okay, so he would come into just your classroom. So yeah. what do you remember? What did you learn from him? Um, uh, <laughs> this is telling right here. Yeah, this is my kid, kind of remember? Hard. But, like, what was he teaching you? What was he focused on? Safety and to, uh, uh, mostly safety. Mostly, safety. But, like, safety in what context? Was like he talking drugs about- or smoking or? No, um, mostly, like, well, kind of that. And he kind of said, like, don't go up to strangers and just talk to them. Or okay. Don't trust somebody that you don't know. Okay, now you were in third grade at Belinder last year. Do you remember him coming in first and second grade as well? Yeah, he also came in kindergarten. Okay, did okay. he hand out free stuff? Um, not really. But he, you use a book while he's there. Uh, he gives out. Okay. okay, okay. Well, listen, hey, good to talk to you. Please listen to your mom. Good luck with that lemonade stand. Okay. Don't forget, I get at least 20%, okay? Okay. All right, love Bye. you. I'll see you in a little Bye. bit, okay? Have All right. fun. All right, there she is. Oh, that was kind of that was kind of sweet. So kind of cool. But I because I wanted to find out from her, it's still a thing. It is still a thing. It has not gone away. And note that she's had the same officer for several years, right. which I think is one of the positives of the program. It's not the point of the program, but it is one of the positives of it. So we're asking you, and, and you're texting in, and we'd love to hear from you by phone also, 576-7798 or 22980. What have your experiences with the D.A.R.E. program be, do you, have been? Do you have a great recollection of it? Do you find that it was pretty effective? Was it pretty powerful for you? Because Attorney General Jeff Sessions wants to bring it back. So he was speaking to a training conference yesterday and stressed that the program has helped to prevent drug abuse among young adults. He said... DARE, I think, as I indicated, is the best-remembered anti-drug program today. In recent years, people have not paid much attention to that message, but they are ready to hear it again. He said, quote, we know it worked before and we can make it work again. Um, actually, that's not really true. It, it didn't really work before. I mean, it didn't hurt. That's important to point out. It didn't hurt in terms of drugs. But the National Criminal Justice Reference Service put out a bunch of numbers in 2014 that they gave to Congress saying... Basically, there was no significant difference in illicit drug use as a result of D.A.R.E. In fact, what they also found, what they did find, was that D.A.R.E. put so much of an emphasis on drugs that alcohol and substance abuse in kids' minds, excuse me, alcohol and tobacco abuse in kids' minds seemed secondary. Mm. So those numbers even went up a little bit. Mm -hmm. because So they didn't do drugs, but they looked at the other things a little more carefully. Uh, so really, no significant difference in illicit drug use. Um, that doesn't mean the program isn't worth taking another look at. And I'll give you a study. We'll, in a couple minutes, we'll talk, but there was a study that was done saying, here's what D.A.R.E. does wrong and here's what it could do differently. I don't understand why you don't just create a new program. Why are we reaching back to a program created in 1983 as the way to fight a very serious drug addiction problem in this country? No doubt his intentions are good. No doubt something has to be done. Frankly, I'm glad he's thinking about it. I think that's the right way to go. Look at the opioid addiction program that we have in this country. Uh, look at kids that are addicted to prescription pills. This is critical. But dare is the way you do it. Five seven six seven seven nine eight or two two nine eight zero. I give you credit for giving him credit to say his intentions are good. I think they are good. I don't know that that's true.
Okay. I think he's coming from a bad spot. Now, I'm of the mind of, um, I would like to call myself more of a libertarian on this okay. and do your thing. And somebody said this on the text line, and this is my personal experience. They set it up like, oh, this is so bad. Never touch it. Never mm-hmm. do anything. Once you dip your toe into the pool and find out that they were lying, right. it goes, what else are they lying about? Let me keep rushing this football down the field, mm-hmm. right? Do you catch my drift? Yeah. I just talked to my kids, so I don't want to lay it all right. out there if you catch what I'm saying. Somebody else said this, and somebody else said, uh, what did the text line say? Something to the effect of when they, I was more compelled to try other things when they put it in that you know, space or that universe where, hey, this is really bad. And they also, I thought they were bad because it was always a dude in a trench coat, you know, coming up mm-hmm. to you and just say no to the guy in the trench coat. It was not a dude in the trench coat that's offering you stuff. Right. Right. The methodology was bad. Well, so we'll get into some of that. There were some suggestions that were made about how D.A.R.E. could be a better and more effective program. But what do you think? Should D.A.R.E. be coming back in stronger force? That's what your attorney general thinks should happen. We'll get to your calls. Leanne and Ashley, we'll get to you next. It's 1112 on KMBZ. It's 1118 on a Wednesday. Uh, good Wednesday to you. Brady Goodman's in studio for Mike Wickett, who's back on Monday. I and apologize to my family. They're giving me too much Mike. There's going to be issues. Watch. I, the head's getting a little too big is that, uh, no is that it's not that or? it's if i talk long enough i will say something stupid oh wait i've already crossed that mark but it doesn't stop do you want me to out you on what you said during the break or that's no? fine i don't care okay uh we'll get to that in a second okay. we'll get to your calls here we're asking you about the dare program um it is still in some schools as we know but it kind of faded out for a while in part because there was a big study that was done by the national criminal justice reference service that said Really, the D.A.R.E. program didn't do anything it was designed to do. It didn't result in any drop in illicit drug use. It started in 1983. It kind of fed out. Uh, 1983, it sort of faded out here in the last several years. But Jeff Sessions said, quote, D.A.R.E. is the best remembered anti-drug program today. We know it worked before and we can make it work again. Um, at least he said we can make it work again because it needs to be fixed in order for it to work. But uh, we're asking you, 22980 or 576 what do you remember about the D.A.R.E. program? And do you think it was effective? And what needs to change about it? We'll give you a study and tell you some things they say should change about it. We have several people that held on through the break, so thanks for that. Let's go first to Leanne in Edgerton. Hi, Leanne. Hi there. How are you? Great. So what's your exposure to D.A.R.E.? What's your experience with it? Well, it's more of a funny story than whether I think it works or not. And you can decide when I tell you this story. When my kids were in elementary and did D.A.R.E. to get a graduation certificate, there's a big ceremony, and it's signed by the D.A.R.E. officer and the principal of the school. Well, the following school year, the principal that they had was prosecuted for forging pain medicine prescriptions. (laughs) Wow, okay. (laughs) So Whoopsie. Yep. I mean, and I maybe I'm a little old school where I think that, like, the education and communication starts at home, um, and maybe the dare can reinforce that, but I really do think that the things like that need to start in the home. For sure, you're right. Uh, it's a great point to start with. Thanks a lot, Leanne. It needs to start in the home, and it needs to be reinforced there also. I think those messages have to be yeah. have to come from multiple places, sure. not just from one place. Sure. Uh, Ashley is in Overland Park and is a retired elementary school teacher, so you know a lot about how the D.A.R.E. program works. Hi, Ann. 
Hi. Yes, I do. Um, I taught in Kansas City, Missouri School District for over 30 years and have a lot of experience with D.A.R.E., and I think it's a wonderful program. Now, let me add that I didn't vote for Trump, and I can't stand Sessions. <laughs> However, and I have not read what he said about D.A.R.E., but I would agree with him. The thing that D.A.R.E. does that is different from anything else we do at school for kids is it actually gives them skills. It tells them what to do, and they have them role-play. Like, I heard you laughing about the little cartoon character in the book in the trench coat. Well, that's not the extent of exposure they get to drug dealers. They actually have the kids, and role play is an absolutely wonderful way to teach kids things, where they pretend uh, a kid walks up to you on the street and offers you a joint. What are you going to say? And then the other thing is the gang. I was in northeast Kansas City, and the gangs are horrific. They literally steal our kids about middle school age. So D.A.R.E. actually gave them skills to how to resist gangs. What I appreciate about that's almost more important. Sorry. Thank you. And thank you for saying that because what I, what I appreciate about that and and Brady and I were actually talking about this during the break is that, and you've seen this. And and when you mentioned the gang aspect, my opinion of dare, I I mean, we have stats that show us and, and experts have said it does not lead to a drop in illicit drug use. It depends on how you're judging success of the program. Because you make a really good point. What I said to Brady was, what I like about it is it exposes kids to police at a young age and fosters that positive relationship when they're young, which is important if they get into gangs later to have a good idea of police. Look, and our dare officer will see the kids out in the community when they get in trouble and she interacts with them then too. Now, how much of this is we just printed up a bunch of D.A.R.E. shirts and we have them hanging around? Why not rebrand this thing altogether? Or do a new program. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. we've got all these D.A.R.E. shirts. We might as well uh, hand them out and keep calling it that. That's just marketing to me. And right. I'm just focused on what happens in the classroom. No, And the agreed. other thing is it's not just one grade level because they have another program called GREAT, which stands for Gang Resistance Education and Training. And they do that um, pretty intensive in fourth grade and sixth grade and then dare is in fifth grade but then the dare officer also does lessons in all the classrooms in the building so she interacts with all of the kids okay thanks a lot for the insight like another teacher in the school and the kids love her and i think it's a great program support your combat tax in jackson county because that's why we've been able to keep it Excellent. Thanks a lot go. for the call. We appreciate the insight. I'm with her. I'm saying it's uh, we need something like it, but let's quit focusing on, hey, turn your parents in if you see any of this stuff at their right. house. It needs to be more about gangs, more about online safety. Let's If this what is what it has to be, let's have them intera- interact with cops, and then let's tweak it some. And let's not sell it as a program that's trying to fight drug abuse. Let's and sell it as something else. Let's, let's not- make it something else and let's not have jeff sessions go out there and go this has been great this has been great let's go ahead and bring it back y'all let's not do yeah. that because again the program was started in 1983 it we has, have different has drug problems it now. has stink on it right right it has stink on it let's try something new uh, you know and you mentioned a couple things too that, that let's put on the table we have more and more states that are legalizing marijuana now Right. And so the message is different than it used to be. We have alcohol is a different kind of problem than it used to be. And and so, yeah, maybe I think he is focusing on the drug problem, which, again, I give him credit for. I think that's that sometimes goes overlooked in the midst of all the other problems that we're dealing with. And I appreciate the focus on that. I'm just not sure this is the right way to go. But let's talk to Ashley in KCK, who has an 11-year-old. Hi, Ashley. Hi. He'll actually be 11 on Tuesday, but that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Close enough. 
Yeah, he just graduated from the D.A.R.E. program. Um, my ex-husband calls police officers the man, which has kind of given both of my boys a little bit of a, a resistance to want to talk to police officers. So I do like the fact that it got the police officers into their classroom and the community outreach part of it. But the only other thing that it did for my son was make him more curious. He came home asking me questions about cocaine and heroin. I'm going, why does my 10-year-old know these words? I'm a 16-year recovering addict, and it was very, very difficult. I want to have that conversation with my kids, but I want to do that when they're ready for it. He has ADHD and Asperger's disease. He is not ready for this conversation. Could you have opted your kid out of D.A.R.E.? If you were worried about uh, I could, it, I could have, but I felt like it was better for him to get that experience with the officer than I weighed out my options. Well, okay. look, as that's valid because yeah. you have a kid on the spectrum. That's a whole new set of interacting with the cop issues, right? right? These kids, uh, like like her son, um, is going to have a lot more issues. Again, why we are saying yes, it's good to have cops in the classroom. Yeah, thanks a lot for the call, yeah. Ashley. Um, good call. When you talk about that, I. In my head, I compare it to sex ed. Um, that's what some people have said, was that it's just enough exposure to something they wouldn't have known about otherwise to make them curious, but not enough education to make them turn away from it. Um, one of the criticisms of D.A.R.E., there have been several, of course, but what they say that D.A.R.E. needs to do differently is a few things. Kids need to have more practice with their peers. The, the big criticism of it is that although it's good to have exposure to a police officer, if you really want kids to be good at saying no, which is, of course, the point, they need peer leaders that are more they're closer to their age, people that they're going to listen to. Um, there comes a point at which kids don't listen to adults as much. No, I remember there was a D.A.R.E. program and some improv acting going on. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. So they need to do more of that. They need more interaction it, by the way. with other students. And they say it doesn't go long enough. It only lasts a few months a year and needs to be all year long. And that would help. Sure. Let's get uh, another call up here before we go to news. Brandon in Olathe. Hi, Brandon. Hi, guys. Love the show, by the way. Thank you. So what's your exposure to D.A.R.E.? All right, so my exposure to D.A.R.E. is that the fact that I'm 22 years old, and so I remember kind of everything from that program in my school. And, uh, well, it didn't necessarily help. It gave out, you know, good information and everything, but it didn't, you know, really help. Like, I have had my share run-ins with, like, drugs and alcohol and tobacco use and all that, but it just kind of talk, talked about everything negatively. Uh-huh. So it just kind of opened the door to, like, be like, oh, I'm going to prove them wrong, this and that. What could it have done more effectively that would have turned you away from drugs instead of toward them? Uh, probably something along the lines of, like, before and after photos of, you know, like, addicts or, you know, addicts that still went south and stuff like that, I guess. Okay. Right, right. That's but, a great point. Right. Thanks a lot for the call, Brandon. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. What should D.A.R.E. do differently? Uh, do you feel like the program's effective? Do we need to create a new program um, that addresses things that kids deal with now? Again, we're talking about 1983. We're talking about more than 30 years ago mm. when this curriculum was first written. So maybe we need to look at what kids are dealing with and, and call it a more police in schools program, not just focusing on drugs. 
Uh, to quote Brady Goodman, I don't think drugs are that big of a problem. <laughs> I mean, that was what you said to me. I did say that. During the break. I did say that. We'll get to I more of your that. calls and your texts coming up next. Travis, hang on. We'll get to you first up out of the gate. Uh, again, Attorney General Jeff Sessions wants to bring back the D.A.R.E. program. Put that into more schools. We'll continue the conversation. 1132 on a Wednesday. Mike Wicket is out midday with Jamie Wicket. So Brady Goodman is filling that chair. I got in trouble for saying that yesterday. What? Filling the chair. Dan oh, mom didn't like that. I'm not feeling Yeah, there's plenty of room for somebody to come over here and <laughs> somebody, join me. Somebody took offense over there yesterday. Uh, coming up, we'll get you what's trending at noon. Also, uh, you're going to say we've had one of your children on the air today. Uh, mm. We are going to ask which child is your favorite okay. because there was a story saying you parents, one of them's your favorite. You don't want to admit it, but one of them, one of them mm. definitely uh, is your favorite. Also, there's a new name being floated around for, I can't believe we're already thinking about this, but who would maybe do the Super Bowl halftime show next year? Yeah. And we'll see if you think this person would, would put on a good show. So we'll get to that coming up a little bit later in the show. Right now, though, Attorney General Jeff Sessions wants to bring back the anti-drug program, DARE. It has not gone away entirely, but it kind of faded out a little bit, partially because studies showed it didn't really accomplish the goal of cutting down on illicit drug use. There was just no, there was no change whatsoever. And in fact, because it focused so much on drugs, what ended up happening was that alcohol and tobacco abuse went up a little bit because kids just saw drugs, 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 and then looked at the others as being not that big of a deal. So what do you think? Have your kids gone through the D.A.R.E. program? Do you like the idea of it having more of a presence? Or what does it need to do differently in order to be more effective as an anti-drug program? Because I think what a lot of us are, are talking about is it has some good points. It's not a completely worthless program, but in terms of fighting drugs, DARE in its most recent form needs to change. We're taking your calls and your texts 22980 or 576-7798. Next up is Travis in Pleasant Hill. Travis, thanks a lot for hanging out through the break. What do you think about the DARE program? Yeah, I have an interesting story on the topic of the D.A.R.E. program. Okay. Um, I was in uh, elementary school, roughly. We had a D.A.R.E. officer that was dedicated to, you know, running the program. There's probably a few other officers and stuff involved. Um, but, you know, later on in life, when I graduated high school, and I became friends with older kids that were in high school back when I was in elementary school. And uh, the interesting twist was the D.A.R.E. officer that we had, you know, by day would be preaching to us about don't do drugs or, you know, drink alcohol or anything like that. But um, by night, he was actually attending high school parties, providing uh, the things that he oh. was told kids not to do. Do as I um, say, not as I do. Kind of how that works. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. So I just thought I'd share that interesting twist on the topic, at least. But uh, don't do ki- don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't <laughs> anybody do point. drugs. Thanks a lot for the story, Travis. And thanks a lot for the call. Unless uh, you need them. Unless you need them. Like define maybe, need. Well, maybe you have high blood pressure. You should probably do high blood pressure drugs that will lower your blood pressure. If a kid has high blood pressure, then <laughs> let's talk about or, the obesity problem. Okay. Like, seriously? But you see what I'm saying? Like yes. maybe you need them for your issue. I don't know. Some drugs are prescribed. Some are. And now we have an opioid drug, opioid epidemic, and some of that is prescription drugs. Yes. But that's part of why the program needs to change, is that now we have pot that's legal in some states, or very least we have medical marijuana that's legal in a lot of states, not here, 
Um, so the the message of the program, yes. I think part of the the problem was that the message was just too blanket anti all drugs are bad. Instead of acknowledging some of the realities of what kids are dealing with a little more. Not only that, the solution was just say no. Correct. It's not that easy. Right. Life is about a spectrum. Life is about conversations, not just say no. Right. No. Next up, Kristen in North Kansas City. Hi, Kristen. What's been your experience with D.A.R.E.? Well, my fifth grader just graduated from the D.A.R.E. program a couple of months ago, and I was able to... Uh, attend that graduation, and then throughout the entire second semester of his school year, followed along with what they did in school. They had worksheets to fill out. They had discussions. At the end, they had to write a pretty extensive essay on their uh, own personal opinion of the DARE program and how it was going to impact their life. And it was eye-opening for me just based on what they had been exposed to in school and where I needed to fill in as a parent. And I know we've, you know, a few other callers have talked about the fact that a lot of this education needs to be, um, you know, progressed with the parents. It needs to be one of their main priorities. And I wholeheartedly agree. Can the program be improved? Absolutely. Um, I think depending on how the school places the importance of the program is going to have a dramatic impact on how the kids relate to it. I think if the parents continue the education at home, I mean, I'm talking to my kids constantly when different news reports come up. And so I I feel like we're blaming a program for something that's not all the program's fault, but I also agree that the program needs to evolve and continue as our problems evolve and continue. Like you said, the opioid drug crisis Um, you know, that is kind of a hot topic right now. We can't go a day without seeing something in the news. For sure. Yeah, you're right, Laura. And thanks a lot for the call. Um, I'm going to go ahead and blame, I'm going to go ahead and blame the program um, because (laughs) that's why the program was designed. I'm going to blame because you, you spent a lot of money on the program. And so, and it's not working the way that it is supposed to. So I'm going to, I'm not going to blame the program for an increase in illicit drug use, but I'm going to blame the program for not accomplishing the goals that it was, it was designed for. I'm going to go, I'm going to blame James, uh, Jeff Sessions for being lame because come on, dude, this is, Hey, here's what we'll do. Go back to 1983. Make America's great. Right. Go ahead and bring that back. Work perfectly because I said so. Brady, do you talk to your kids about drugs at home? Three daughters. I do not. I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. Okay, so that's too young. The nine-year-old, when you just started talking to her about drugs, (laughs) that made me very uncomfortable. Because she didn't mention it right away. We had, for those who missed at the top of the hour, we had Brady's daughter on to talk about her exposure in the drug program, and she never mentioned drugs. She didn't. She mentioned safety. I would ask her about the D.A.R.E. program and what Officer Wolf was teaching her, because she she liked him, and she was excited when D.A.R.E. happened at school. So I would ask about that, and it wasn't focused on drugs. It was safety a lot but now thanks jamie i want to have to you're the one who said drugs aren't that big of a problem so i don't know why this is a big deal for you not when my kid was on the phone (laughs) um i just again part of my thing is why bring back a program that wasn't really effective in the first place because it's all you know you know why not get a panel together and say create a pro here are the biggest issues addressing kids right now in terms of drugs and safety and crime and say, create a program that addresses 
all of that, not not just drugs, but everything, gangs and everything that kids are dealing with, and then please fund it because part of what we're talking about with DARE is um, it needs to be in schools more. If they're going to do it, part of the issue is it needs to be more than just six weeks, but that's not free. That money has to come from somewhere. Think about the opportunity lost here by this administration. They could have come in clean. We have an idea. We're going to do something. We got a program that's going to encompass all of these things, online safety and the drug crisis and and, uh, giving kids relationships with cops. We're going to do all that. It's going to be great. Right. We're going to turn away from D.A.R.E. that wasn't successful. They Such a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, frankly, it's a pretty good opportunity to criticize policies of the past if you want to, uh, right. which he did, by the way, in the speech, he criticized the Obama administration for failing to protect kids from drugs. So the opportunity was oh, there. But goodness. one more call uh, and then we'll move on here. Dwayne is in Independence. Hi, Dwayne. Hello. How are you? Fine. How are you doing? Great. So what do you think about the D.A.R.E. program? I don't think it works. I When I was in school, there was the D.A.R.E. program and it never done no good. My brother and I both, my brother was on drugs. I was on alcohol. Both of us been to prison because of the stuff. Mm. And my life, both both of us are clean now. You know, uh, what I think they ought to do is get a bunch of ex-drug offenders and that's doing good in their life now and have a program to talk to the kids about what the drugs and alcohol will do to you, where it'll send you. I don't hate that idea. It's because, a great point. Uh, 48 seconds ago, I felt like having a beer. Now I don't. Dwayne, thank you for the call. <laughs> right, thanks a lot for the call, Dwayne. I mean, and congratulations in your recovery. Right. Um, wow. Somebody asked on the text line, should it include uh, addressing depression and mental health? I mean. As well. Now we're getting into bigger things about having, is that a police issue? Or is that a, we need more social workers in school? Or we need to be doing health classes earlier in school. Um, to, to me, you're, and we did this on purpose, but the umbrella is getting pretty large right. in terms of non-classroom stuff that needs to be addressed in school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just academics now that we're talking about. It's everything else. Wow, it's heavy. So oh, thanks to everybody goodness. that weighed in. Uh, we'll continue to take your text, uh, 22980. Thanks a lot for everybody that uh, gave us your opinion on the D.A.R.E. Yes. program. All right, coming up next, Brady gets to geek out on technology because mm-hmm. you started explaining something to me today that... I'm not the biggest techie in the world, but you got me interested. <laughs> oh, I'm loving so, this. I had so much fun yesterday. So we'll get into that coming up next. Brady Goodman in for Mike Wicket. It's 1142 on KMBZ. 1147, midday with Jamie and Wicket. Brady Goodman's in studio for Mike Wicket. Uh, we'll get you what's trending Trending coming up after 12. Brady sees me first thing. You're still sick? That's my imitation <laughs> of you. Yeah, we're, we're on the men still. Uh, coming up Nailed after it. 12, the college major that most people regret it wasn't my major, but it was pretty close. I, I, I'm, I'm in the school for sure. So, uh, yeah, I regret college altogether. Yeah, I didn't, was not didn't get here. I didn't. All but, right. So I need you to tell me and try to explain in the simplest, shortest words possible the experience that you had yesterday. This is my jam. We're going to talk about technology a little Geeking bit. Geeking out. Listen, real quick, I keep thinking about the fact that it was Prime Day on Monday and you, or no, no Tuesday it was, yesterday. was Prime Day. Monday we were talking about I thought it, it was Monday. And you wouldn't let me browse your recently shopped on Amazon. Yeah. What are you hiding over there? Wouldn't you like to know? I really would. Wouldn't you like uh, to did know? you buy anything during Prime Day? I didn't. Um, if Wicked had been here, I might have, just because 
he probably would have also. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't. I kept kind of forgetting. I looked a couple of times, but there was nothing I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. There was nothing I needed. Well, I was really. a little disappointed, right? Um, I, I was looking at buying another Echo you know, have you seen you need these another things? one? Have you seen these? Yeah. They're kind of awesome. Okay, so for people who don't know, what's and the Echo? So you're probably familiar with Siri on the iPhone. Echo yes. is essentially that, but in a little disc. It's about, I don't know, 10 times the size of a hockey puck, but think hockey puck. And it's to some degree a personal assistant, okay. right? Uh, so you can ask it things. Um, and the interesting thing that I didn't realize about it until we got one, my wife won one from work, is that it's like an iPhone in the fact that you add apps or what Alexa calls them skills to it. So okay. there's a skill store. So you go in there and you're connected to it through Wi-Fi and you add skills. Like one of the skills that we have with our Alexa is Jeopardy. So you go, oh, fun. Okay. Alexa, play Jeopardy. And then it will go and it'll have the theme music and it'll ask you six questions. It'll rank you. So you play along with all the other users that have played it. Mm-hmm. You can go, Alexa, what's the forecast? It'll give you the forecast. There's like 11,000 skills now in the skill store. Wow. Um, and one of them that I've done for the radio station down the hall, I've set up a skill where we do, you know, your little tabloid trash thing in the mornings. So now you can go, Alexa, what's my news flash? If you've added our skill in the skill store, it'll then replay that kind of like an on-demand podcast. Cool. Right? So these, they were cheap on Prime and I was thinking about buying one. And obviously you talked about that story here recently where the woman's life was saved. Yes. Because the guy had busted into the house and then the Alexa, it was actually, I think, a Google Home, had misheard the conversation and ended up calling 911 right. and save the woman's real t- So look, I'm obsessed with technology. Uh, I have a 3D printer at home. Do you really? Yep. What do you print on it? I've made a fidget spinner. Oh my God. Yeah. So what I did was I ordered the uh, ball bearings Okay. and then downloaded it, printed the, the fidget spinner, and then just added the ball bearings that I had ordered off Amazon. Couldn't you have just bought one? This, Wouldn't that have been now listen, cheaper, probably? Probably. Easier? This was early on, though. Fidget, oh, you were ahead of the curve. This was before you could buy them at gas stations. So I uh-huh. made a fidget spinner. I made a trophy for our Fitbit contest that we did here in the hallway that I won, and everybody quit because I was winning so much <laughs> uh-huh. and keeping the trophies that so I fit. Three, I, so I, fit. I, I 3D printed. <laughs> it's not that I'm fit. I'm that much of... Uh, I'm over-competitive. Yes. So, uh, but... Yesterday, I played with a Microsoft HoloLens for the first time. Okay, now, I, so have, I have another job. Yes, right? and we all do. <laughs> Everybody so has another job in radio. At my other job, I do video production and marketing stuff, and there's a trade show. And uh, our company carries equipment that's too big to take to a trade show. And for years, it's been an issue. What do you do? Smaller models. How do we deal with this? So the idea was we'll get a Microsoft HoloLens and that will help us. Now, what a HoloLens does is it essentially takes you into augmented reality. Now, just because I have a 3D printer doesn't mean I know what I'm talking about. And the text line's probably going to blow up with me misconstruing what's going on here. Well, feel free to correct him. Remember, you want the immediate feedback. That's what you said to me earlier today. So bring on the immediate feedback, people. I'm a glutton for punishment. So the text line is open on this. But augmented reality is essentially when 
fake reality or digital artifacts are introduced into your reality, meaning think of Pokemon Go. Uh-huh. That's probably the best known example where you're interacting with digital artifacts that are also interacting with reality. Okay, so describe to people the video that you showed me. Okay, so earlier. we got this we got this HoloLens. You put it on, it looks really weird. They're like these it's like uh, you know Google Glass for yes. a while how people were trying this. This is the opposite. This is like covering your eyes. It looks like fighter like pilot Like goggles. Yeah, fighter pilot glasses mm-hmm. okay. is kind of what it looks like. You put it on and then what you can do is you can essentially add holograms. So you can add things to your desk that you can interact with. Now, only the person wearing the glasses can see them. But what we were doing was we were bringing up a web browser. Okay. So that now the web browser is hovering where you leave it, but I could like set it on a desk and then I could interact with it. They, uh, you could put a hologram of like a dog on your desk, and then you could interact with it with hand gestures. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, Jamie, the future is coming rapidly, and it's going to be amazing. What is the usefulness of that other than it's fun? I'm not saying that's not important, but... But that's where this trade show opportunity is going to be a good one because we're talking about we have heavy metal equipment that's like 20 foot high, 25 feet high, some of these products. So now you'll be able to experience it, see it working Mm -hmm. in real time. You'll be able to walk around it and it's going to cost us whatever the cost of a hollow lens is and some resources, you know, in that manner, it won't cost us whatever it would cost to ship or try to recreate or buy a bigger booth. I'm telling you, to me, do you remember when we were all using Macs and it was like monochrome and it yeah. was like green and yellow and you right. could only play whatever the, the Oregon Trail? And then all of a sudden, Windows shows up mm-hmm. and it was colorful I'm telling you, augmented reality, this hollow lens is like that. It's like switching from a flip phone to an iPhone. I'm telling you, this is the next big thing. It is such a trip. It was amazing. Three grand? Is that what you, what are we talking yeah, price-wise? So right now the hollow lens is in beta. So okay. I don't even know if we're using it. What we're sp- <laughs> I don't know if Microsoft would allow this. Right. Um, right now you're only supposed to buy it if you're a developer. So there's really, it's not customer ready yet because it's tough to learn a little bit. Um, there's a three grand model. Then there's a $5,000 model as well. Okay. And um, there, there are a bunch of apps in this app store because like a phone, you add apps to it. So, like, there was this, I'm telling you, man, I wish you, I would have brought it in. I, I know, because now I want to play. I put it on, and there was this dinosaur app, and you open it up, so you kind of, like, plume your fingers. You put your hands, sure. and it opens up a portal, and then dinosaurs come in, and it looked like they were real size, meaning, like, you're, you're, it just gives you that second step of... You know what I mean? Like yeah. now it's one thing to look at a picture. It's one thing to look at a big sc- flat screen, but this dinosaur is walking towards you and you can look up and it is that reality where I'm looking up and it's really like this dinosaur and I can see and it just gives you that next step. I'm telling you, man, put it right in my brain. I'm ready. So how is the decision made about what you're looking at? You decide it's it because it works like a computer okay. because it still has operating software okay. and you decide what apps to open up just like you would on your desktop. So you're going to open up 
I don't know. We, I had the, the like I could open up the dog on my okay, desk. Okay, so you decide you want to look at a dog. I could also pull up YouTube, and now the whole room is my desktop. So I had a YouTube oh window gosh. over here, and it was all stationary unless I closed it. Okay. Right? So I could sit over here and watch a YouTube video, turn my head. The dog is still here. I had a browser here, and you go, oh, I need a new browser. You open it up. You decide where to put it. You want to put it on the wall. You put it on the wall. You resize it. And you're doing this with your hands? I mean, I mean, you're not yes. typing anywhere. You're just, this right. is how little I know. Right. And now it has microphones in it. So it also will work with your voice. Oh my you gosh. can also click with your finger like you would with oh a mouse. Oh my gosh. So I'm weird. I'm telling you, if you want to trip out and see what the future is like, go online, search some of these videos. I am so out of the loop. Dude. Me too, but I'm fascinated. <laughs> and you're doing board. a great job explaining it. I'm telling you, this is the leap, Jay. Now, you might experience, you might remember this, from horses to cars and how <laughs> life-changing that was. I can't believe okay, you that just was made a I, joke. I, do, I do remember You're that. Thank tall. you. Yes. You're very intimidating. I'm sorry. That was Why a joke. Why are you standing right now? I don't know. I want to see him. I can't <laughs> see him. Please don't assault me, Jay. But, I mean, it's a... <laughs> he's just going to cut your mic is all. That's, that's the worst he's going to do. He's just not going to let you on the air It anymore. was a harmless joke. No, but, I mean, I'm telling you, this is a, the next big leap, and it blew my mind yesterday, and I cannot wait for people to experience it. I'm intrigued. I, I'm intrigued. I want to go out. play with it. Can I just show up at your office and come and yes, hang out? Because I want to see other people's see reaction yes i want to see what so i made a little movie it's very silly it's very very bad it's very dumb and it's very campy but like you can record what the user is experiencing so you could see what i was seeing and i was bringing in holograms and it's very rudimentary at this point but i'm telling you and it's clunky because they're big and they're like fighter pilot glasses but as soon as they're contacts you know, oh my once we get there, and that's happening quick. Wow. I mean, I'm telling you, it's I amazing. I want to see this. Me I too. Want, I want to come over and play with it. Where, Wait, are, we yeah. at? Where are we at, Intercom? Let's order one up. <laughs> right? Whose account, whose budget is that coming out of? Look, that three grand. Fix the light bulbs, and then a hollow lands yeah. is up next. All right. I'm telling you. Techie geek, Brady Goodman. Try one out if you can. In for uh, Mike Wickett. Coming up next, it is cheaper in some places to pay a parking fine than it is to find a parking space. We'll explain that. Also, the reason we're going to have to redraw maps. Your globe is not yeah. good anymore. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox.com. .com/5g home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.